squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. Um, uh, not necessarily, I guess, in a pop quiz format, but no, I guess. Like, because uh, there were some things in there that were pretty neat, neat, nifty, but, and I think I put them in that show or or the recording that I did alone, which, by yeah. the way, the sound looks it's amazing. Um, yeah, you know, I got the book too. You know, I've been traveling with the book. Uh, I call it the book, the pod book. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. But I've been traveling with it to write stuff down. But that book I've been writing with pencil the whole time. And now I'm into fancy pens. So now I'm writing with fancy pen. doesn't look good. Now I don't want to use it anymore. And it's so hard to get a pencil. And then the other, like I've been looking for a sharpener the last four days. I can't. You go get with a sharpener. At Target, but that's not what you're walking in for Target for. You're not walking in the Target for just a little sharpener. I want to do that. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Oh, 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 I wanted to tell you this. I wanted to tell you. <laughs> All right, here we go. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to start it off. I already started recording, but uh, I'll make sure I get it from here. Um because I got I started this because there's a there's an episode uh something similar that happened to you at Arlington Heights <laughs> having one of our coworkers of mine so I just thought I thought that was funny so uh I'll start it from here and then be like uh three two one what's up y'all pe square phenomenal epics back again i told you i'll be back i told you i'll get him back on by crook or by hook we got him back silvio what's up bro what's going down well, what's good what's good what you mean by hook or by crook we just uh we're always around we just got some things going down but thank you for uh thank you for the warm regards i always appreciate you looking out for me what's up with you man i'm all right yeah, you know, uh, the reason why I said that is because I did a solo recording um, just, to that's right, that's make right. sure, just to make sure that the uh, the phenoms were paying attention and listening still and kind of getting the vibe. And, and I got some new phenoms interested. Um, you know, I told them that you are the main reason for our 50 and over women that like to listen to us. And they were like, oh, yeah. Well, OK. And these are men, by the way. Oh, I got to hear like I got to hear what he sounds like. <laughs> I gotta get it out there. Well, thank you, thank you for uh, thank you for the upsell to the uh, to the fifty and over women out there who are part of uh, Eric's uh, shout out. Uh, hello, ladies. I appreciate you tuning in just for me. Uh, let me know what I can do to to keep you around and and get that uh, get that age range just how we like it. <laughs> so, so the other day you told me that. Uh, because the Bears are moving, the Chicago Bears are moving to Arlington Heights, or they're threatening to move to Arlington Heights to play their home games. Um, so Silvio mentioned that he he had a cup of coffee <laughs> at the at the racetrack at Arlington, and you told me about a scenario that you why you only worked there for one day, right? So 
Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. I remember. So, <laughs> so today, today I'm talking to a coworker of mine, and he seems to think because so he's Latino, and mm-hmm. the managers of the facility there's there's three, and then there's about five, but three of the five are Latino, and the the the, the head manager I think. To be honest, I think he self-proclaimed the head manager because to me, bro, I mean, I don't know how you could take this guy seriously, to be honest. I mean, it's not like they have any power. You know, we're a union. We do our job. We have a foreman. It's not like they, we, you really have to, you either say that you quit or you really have to do something bad to get fired from my job. And uh, there's just no way to do it and because all you have to do is do is say, you know what? I need a leave of absence because uh, I have, you know, mental mental heartache and depression. And your leave of absence, and you can never get fired. It's so it is so strange. Well, anyway, uh, my coworker says that he believes the head guy, uh, self proclaimed head guy, <laughs> that he only is tough on his people. Now I don't like that term. Like you know, oh, you only of his kind, and I'm like, eh. And I know that's oh, old timer. Yeah, yeah. You know that's an old timer saying those things. Oh, you know, you gotta stay with your own kind. What do you mean your own kind? Well, if you're black, you're black. You're white, you're white. You gotta stay with your own kind. Nah, come on. What if I grew up in an area like uh, Niles, Illinois, or Skokie, where those people that grew up there are from all walks of life, but those are your kind because you guys are the only ones that grew up in Skokie. You know what I mean? So yeah. Sure. So I hate that that term, but you know I I go with it because it's it's it makes for good fun, make good for good laughter. So he's like, yeah, it makes. It's one of those things I've seen it and heard it so many times. And here's something though, you know, for for uh, hopefully those that are tuning in from somewhere outside of the Chicago land area, that's why we wanted to start this podcast with two Chicago type of different views because. If you remember, uh, we were talking about these things and when we, when we've been, you know, first few episodes, we're, we're not necessarily drastically miles apart, but we're probably give or take 20 miles apart from where we, not just from where we grew up once upon a time ago, but from where we've lived our lives in general over the, the time we've been in Chicago. And I was talking to somebody the other day and it reminded me of the constant, uh, it might probably be weird to other people to hear us talk about that, but the north side, south side, west side, all these weird terms. And they're not necessarily weird in a bad way, but weird because why do, you know, the question I have to keep coming back at people with is why do you identify as that? Like, what, what does it mean to be from the south side and why does yeah. it become such a, like a badge of honor? Why can't you just say, I'm, I'm happy to be from the Chicagoland area. I live in a different area than you, but we get along. And Chicago is just never really seeming to want to gel that way. I, you know, even even Mexicans from uh, one part of the of Chicago land area don't always get along with Mexicans from another area. And I get it; it's it's society in general. It's not just a, you know specific to Chicago, but it is interesting when you point that out. How people, even you know, depending on the generation, will say you got to be tougher on your own kind or. Uh, things of that nature. It's, it always scrambles my brain, though, when I hear that. To me, and not even family, not even people of your own blood. Which, by the way, if you ever done 23andMe or Ancestry.com or, you know, you get your right. results, you see that your cousins are only like, they range from 7% to like 
of your own blood. Yeah. You know, like them that's not a lot. It's not a lot. Shout out to Ancestry. Ancestry hook us up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out. But like that's not a lot. So but even in your if you're a family, you gotta just share the same last name or your dads were brothers or your moms or sisters. Those are not your kind. Those are not your people. Like what you would do is you would you would you provide safety or defend if you know that's pretty much the only thing you would do there's more fighting and there's more arguing arguing and there's and there's drastically different people in a family than there is in the whole neighborhood or the city or the county you know it's like that's why your your own kind is like what are we aliens which which i do believe we are aliens but but that's another show right there. Yeah, yeah, another yeah. Show. Let me let me not go down a rabbit hole, but oh, be careful. You know, that's the thing. It's like your own kind. It's like th- there's no way that this this manager or this head boss guy is from is my kind. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> like personality alone, he has zero chance, zero chance to be ever mixed in or identified or even in the same realm. Of me, <laughs> and let alone you know and, and of you, he would be more along the line because you know maybe he's more of like because I'm I'm half Mexican, but my dad was my dad's Mexican culture is Chicago culture. You're Mexican, and your Mexican culture is what your mom and your pops brought to you. That's the only right. thing that this guy would have with you, and therefore. He would be more your kind than my kind, but it's just so stupid. But anyway, he told my my coworker told me that you know what he always he always tries to get me, bro. He always tries to get me. He tries to get you. Yeah, he, you know what he does. You know what he, now. You know what I'm not gonna say. I'm just not gonna say. And I said, you know what? I had a buddy, and I think I know what you're gonna tell me. <laughs> he said, what are you what are you talking? How do you know this? I said, my 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 co-host. On my great podcast, P.E. Square Phenomenal Epics, uh, he told me a story on how he's going to Arlington Heights. Uh, he's at a job, and he's he's got there early because he doesn't want to have any kind of differences with time or whatever. So he's looking around, and he's waiting for the superior who's supposed to show him around and, I guess, be his manager. So there's this small guy. <laughs> Walking around, Latino, Latino. And he looks at my buddy, Silvio, and he says, uh, okay. And he just goes, moves on. All right. So Silvio's like, wait a minute, is this the, is this the guy I'm waiting for? Or uh, uh, what's going on? Just sitting there. And then the guy comes back. And then he comes in and he says, oh, are you, uh, are you Silvio? He goes, yeah. Oh, okay. And then he, and then Silvio gets this vibe of, man, this guy's looking at me hard. He's looking at me like I'm at the club in the eighty in the, in, in 1983, and he sees me from far away, and, he's, and he wants to break dance against me. He wants a battle. He wants a battle dance. Dance battle. Dance battle right <laughs> I, here. I called it battle dance with a dick. Dance battle. He wants a dance battle. So whatever, right? So trying to have a dance off. Dance off. So I told my coworker. Long story short, this guy had a girl that he thought it was the one. And Silvio dated her, I guess, before him or whatever. That's the one that got away from this this securities manager. And and then, you know, Silvio's like, man, you know, I don't know. First of all, this guy's a dork. And then secondly, there's no way 
I can be working under him. So I can't go back. So uh, he worked for one day. So then I told my coworker, that's probably what happened to you, bro. Right? You lost the, he, he took the one that got away. <laughs> and the funny thing is that the manager, I'm telling you, bro, the manager, he's like uh, Danny DeVito. He looks like Danny DeVito. Latino Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh, nice. So, and then when I said that, my coworker started laughing like, no, hell no. <laughs> that's not the reason. <laughs> You got to find a way to take a selfie with that dude or oh, man. And, and post it to the to the episode. <laughs> the best thing is I should take a picture the when Mexican, he's driving. The Mexican Danny DeVito. When he's driving man. the car, I should take a I should take a picture and then you can see, dude. The thing is, is like you got to get I, his I, consent though. That way he don't come after us. I mean, yeah, the last thing I want yeah. is Mexican Danny DeVito with the law coming at me. Yeah, you know what though? These guys are so old school that even if I told <laughs> them, "Hey, I talked about you on a podcast. Come listen," they wouldn't even know how to get to it, and then they'd be like, "What's a podcast?" So he'd be like, "Show me, show yeah. me, tell me where to." I'm like, "Oh man, forget it." And then I'll tell them, "Hey, it's at the it, it, you know, just go to like the eight minute mark, and that's where we're at. eight minutes. What do you mean? You guys are talking that long? That's too long." <laughs> but, <laughs> I sent anyway. you the link. <laughs> the what? But anyway, yeah. So this guy came out, and I and I just thought that was funny, bro. It was one of the greatest. Another story. I got another story. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me just throw this in. This is the best part. And I know you brought it up already, but what what I just want to say, if he's listening, because God bless, I forgot his name. It just I couldn't get over the fact that this man walked up to me, and we were both probably in our early twenties. He walked over to me like we weren't at work. You're talking about the security guy that was going to be your boss. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great expression that you had. Like it was, uh, like he was just like, all right, man, we're about to have a dance off because he was coming at you know we where I was standing, I had to wait and there was a longer hallway for him to come walking towards me. So he's he's walking down towards me and I'm looking at this guy like, how does he? Why is he kind of looking at me? Kind of you know, was he trying to be a tough guy? I mean, are we because we're security (laughs) guards? He wants to show me that he's tougher than me. What, What like what's he looking at me for? And so he comes walking over, and that is the best memory I have of a one-day job. I've never worked someplace for eight well, eight hours that wasn't you know like you know it's in the security world. Unfortunately, I work sometime in the security world where sometimes you worked a job for one day. It might be different because it was a an event or something like that. But my point is, I went to a security company, said I'll work here because I wanted to get a experience because the law enforcement community and places I was applying to kept saying, well, you don't have any experience. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to get more experience? Anyway, this guy comes walking towards me and it just, it just in my head just fascinated me how he was just looking at me. And then eventually instead of talking about work things, he starts talking to me about where you're from, what have you been doing and, and how the story goes and why I went back into it was he dated her first and somehow had kept track of, kept track of her love life and uh, started, I don't, know, I don't know if he recognized, I don't know how this guy took it down there, but he was just like, so you're from this area, huh? Okay. Have you ever met a, this girl name? And I was like, really? Yeah. I've met her before. And uh, how do you know her? I was like, what was this like an interview or something? What, 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 what's going on here? So I, I literally asked him, I was like, you know, like, how do you know her? You know, but, but he set it up good enough to where he, he sounded like he was just trying to make conversation. <laughs> And so to play along and not sound rude, I was just like, yeah, man, I'm from this part of town. And yeah, I've met her before. Uh, we went out and he was like, oh, you went out with her? And I was like, uh, okay. And then he kind of, you know, I can't remember exactly what kind of details he told me about that he dated her and stuff like that. Uh, and then he was the supervising uh, security guard or whatever he was. 
And uh, so I was like, forget this, man. I'm not going to work with this dude. Because then the rest of the day, he was just kind of just, just off, man. Something's wrong with this dude. But <laughs> it's amazing, you know, how small world, you know, when we've talked about it before as well, when we, you know, get into those bigger conversations, and I like to go down these rabbit holes, managers are just human beings at the end of the day. Yeah. And no matter what courses they take, no matter how well the company's run by, you know, by HR and policies and all these other things, people are still people. They're, they're petty. Uh, they oh. can be good people. Sometimes you get people like you've talked about, you get a really good manager uh, who should, you know, everybody should want to work really well for them. And all of a sudden you have people who are criticizing them or taking advantage, um, you know, and, and then there are those of you who get caught in the middle uh, I suppose those of us who get caught in the middle who just want to be good employees, we just want to go to work, do our thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then unfortunately you lose good managers based on those things. So, or good employees in my case, uh, you know, I would have been a darn good security guard, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing world. Anyway, you were going to say something else after that. Where, 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 you, where, where were you going? On I, I wanted to segue. No, I didn't want to segue yet, but the fact that I got a few stories, I was going to bring up another story regarding a contractor but the thing is is the the contractor industry has gone into mm -hmm. some kind of realm of unknown so i got into discussion so i want to take a little break um and then come back and talk about contractors and then uh, i'll give you that story uh, about what what happened in a, in a contract it's like kind of like a contract fail this contractors fail is what it is <laughs> look right. at this we come up with a title for the show right there <laughs> there you go so uh we'll take a little break I'll, I'll, I'll close off this segment and then if you guys just only want to hear the contractor special then you just fast forward it to the next segment you'll be good all right yeah, uh, yeah. we'll come back in a few all right y'all back again now uh i told you guys that uh i don't I, well silvio just brought up that being tough on your own kind so i don't want to be tough on my own kind but uh <laughs> i told you guys about some contractors right so there's a lot of things going on now that we know that you know the housing boom or bust whatever you know what side of the fence you're on uh because that brings me up uh, that brings up a lot of things where uh, I think the general media and the, the government wants you to think that we're in recession. The United States are. But then there's jobs all over the place, like all over the place. It's ridiculous. In order to be in a recession, you have to have unemployment. And there's there. I mean, everybody there, I think everybody has a chance to be employed. That, that's how many jobs there are. Well, anyway, contractors have been making a good killing or making a good run of money okay but uh the one thing is that hey, what kind of contractors though uh like, like building uh, contract ma contractors. market type or you know <laughs> the market contractors? oh right 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 no uh, uh <laughs> the building contractors and, and uh oh the legit contractor all right my bad my bad go on go on and 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 the way the uh, they they just work the way they working in, uh, basically how they get their monies right. So uh, my buddy, my buddy just bought a house. He just bought a house, and he talked. Dude. He talked about oh he did some renovating. He trying to renovate. He basically tried to renovate the whole house, and he's done a fantastic job. So uh, 
it looks really well done. But he said he had a contractor hell. And then I was like, oh, contractors from hell. I love this. I love this. And what his mistake was, he gave up. He gave about $10,000 up front. Uh, I would say maybe it's a $20,000, $30,000 reno- renovation. But he gave $10,000 up front. So this guy started with his, you know, bullshit and not showing up and this and that. So then my boy had to put his foot down. Well, another buddy of mine that said that as much as contractors do homeowners wrong, a lot of times homeowners or, you know, landlords do contracts, contractors wrong. And the best, the most famous bogus landlord or owner that does contractors wrong is Donald Trump. I mean, famously, famously owes people like four limbs, a ball sack and uh, like three pinky toes because he 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 just the does king not of pay. He just doesn't the king of bankruptcy. So, well, OK, then uh, my boy said my other guy, he said that he had a uh, an illegal an illegal immigrant or he was here on a visa work visa, but his visa was expired. <clears throat> and he did some work for some people out in the burbs, western suburbs. And he paid, the, the guy paid up front, and then he wanted some more work done. Ah, uh, you know, that wall, I like what you did there, that wall, I like the crown molding and everything, but can you put the, can you, can you put up my chandelier that, you know, is about a 40 foot drop chandelier, and you know, this, you know, it's a whole big project, you need a whole team, and he wanted him to do that with no charge, you know, so... Things like that. So of course, this this contractor goes off and he does it and stuff like that. And so the house is pretty much done at that point. And then the guy, the homeowner, decides to fire the contractor and tell him, "No, no, you're done. Uh, I'm going to finish the rest." And he doesn't pay him. So the contractor is like, "Man, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do, whatever." And then the homeowner is calling the contractor, saying, "Hey." You know, don't come back. Uh, if you do come back, I'm calling the authorities. I'm going to get you to deport it and all that. And he has some voicemails. Still has the voicemails. So then my buddy says, oh, yeah, you, you, you got the keys? <laughs> he says, you got the keys? And he goes, no, nah, no. Nah. But I keep the window open, so then that's how I would do the job. And he goes, simple, bro. Just grab the water hose, turn on the water hose, leave it in the, leave it in the window. Walk away. You want to deport somebody? You go get a flood master first. <laughs> so, so, you know, whatever. And I don't know if the contractor did it or not. But the funny thing is how you got to be creative. You have to be creative with. Because I think if you don't pay, especially the Latino. <clears throat> there we go. Talking about our own kind. But no, if you don't pay people that are, you know, that really rely on their money or they, they it's a different. Their money means different things. Right. It could be anybody. Uh, they, you know, they like they right. gotta send money back home or whatever. These guys come with a vigor, you know, and I've seen it, and I've seen it. I've seen people, you know, get rolled up on for just about two hundred fifty bucks, bro. And so, um, it's just strange. And 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 my buddy goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same guy that that told this contractor guy about an idea on how to get payback, uh, he said that he's got number one rule: no, I'm not paying you any money. You got to do the work first. And, oh, no, then you know what? I can't do the job. Okay. I'll tell you what. When you're here and your quote is this amount, all right, well, I'll pay you. And then he, you know, shows him the checkbook, got his name written down. 
Doesn't put no money in it yet. Doesn't put no money on the uh, pay the order. And then when the guy comes back to do the job, my buddy's got two more contractors there. And what's going on here? Well, who's going to give me the best price? That's it. I want to try, try to tell you guys. I'm trying to tell you guys that this is it. If you guys do not do not understand, you guys are not going to get paid up front, then I'll get somebody else. And look, I got somebody else. And th that's just how it is. And uh, that's his way of doing it, right? For me, it's always <laughs> it always starts with the initial meeting, with the initial meeting. If you tell me I'm going to meet you at 2 o'clock on a Monday, okay, and you're there, you're saying, okay, 2 o'clock on a Monday, my whole day is open because we're getting major work done. This is my whole thing. And I'm open. So, you you know, you say, hey, you know what? I'm around the neighborhood. One of my meetings fell through. I could be there at 12. Okay, now we're talking. Now I can see your 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 commitment. Then we sit down and talk, whatever. You give me an estimate. All right. Yeah, I got another guy that I got to meet tomorrow, but... If you come in, when you come in, if you're the one that I select, what you know? how long is it going to take? Oh, you know, 10 days, 7 days. So in my mind, I'm giving you 3 extra days. But 2 things that I don't want. I don't want you to add extra bullshit. And I don't want you to add extra days. Get it done in that time frame. And then at that point, once you break ground, bam. And you break ground and you got some hustle. You got some hustle and bustle in your step. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm giving you cash, you know couple days a uh, couple like not, not even a couple days it could be a couple hours that you're into the job i said here you go bro this is, should start it off and this should be for the uh for some of the materials because the materials are going to be bought already now i'm going to buy the materials first and then all, I'm, all i'm paying is labor but these contractors they're <clears throat> i hear that they're going they got to be creative and they got to do the job but they're not really finishing you know when, when you know they're not really they're not really doing their job they're not like they old they don't build them they don't make them like they used to what's your take <laughs> what's your take well i appreciate that i uh i was gonna say you know first of all for those uh for those of us uh for the phenoms out there who are contractors hit us up you know let us know what you what your horror stories are i guess but from just the examples that that e uh, is coming out with um, you know, I would just tell you, to me, it just reminds me of everything we've talked about, you know, whether on a podcast or in person uh, or in these long phone calls we can get into. It's amazing what's going on in this day and age. But sometimes I wonder, is it just this day and age or are we kind of finally at an age where we're starting to notice these things or or, or what the transition is? Because I don't, you know, I don't blame Trump. He didn't create racism. Uh, he may be a racist. As far as I can tell, he says some really outlandish, racist sounding shit. And it's a, it's a disappointment. I think he's a despicable human being uh, just based on how he expressed himself. But I never met him. So I can't, you know, I can't damn him to hell kind of moment. Um, but I can say from the way he acts, you know, like some people do, um, you know, trust them when they tell you who they are, you know, and if it walks like a duck and all these other cliches. So it is a statement on our society. I think if you if you take into account where something can happen to you, it's happened to me. You know, you go to a restaurant and it's the same as what you're bringing up as an example. Whether you want to call it customer service or just the service uh, provided, a contractor is is on the same side. To me, it just they're human just as much as I am. And if you're going to tell somebody, listen, let's let's make a contract here. You're going to come in. I'm going to do this for you. You're my server. I expect this of you. 
the same should be done for the person paying. You're not paying for them to be your indentured servant. You're paying for their services. And that's, I think, something lost on, on people. You know, we have uh, this day and age, we make fun of Karen, you know, uh, quote unquote, the Karens of the world. And we see them on YouTubes or on Instagrams or whatever. They're being put on blast. You know, how did we get here? Why, why do people think it's okay to treat people or belittle them? And, you know, maybe because you make more money than me, that's great. What's that have to do with your humanity? What's that have to do with your personality and how you treat people? So to me, what you're describing, it, it, it makes sense. You know, it, it totally lines up with what I see in the world. It's, uh, it's, it's frustrating in many ways. It's uh, beyond, beyond that. It's, it, it's really sad to think that we're, we're, we're transitioning as Americans to everything we discuss about third world countries and uncivilized uh, people. And we criticize these other cultures and these other societies. And yet that's what we're doing. We're devolving down these same roads. We're treating each other like elitists in the social class system. Well, I'm better than you because I, I paid for you to come over here and work. Um, you know, and it's a shame that whatever the story really comes down to, whatever the truth is for this guy who threatened uh, his immigration status to your contractor story, you know, could there be a different side of that? Could there be some kind of some kind of thing where you go, oh, well, I guess I could understand how that happened. You know, either way, at the end of it, you have, you know, you have something that drives you to want to to threaten someone's immigration status. I think it's just is wrong. Number one, you have legal recourses. You can always call the cops if you're unsatisfied with the with the work. Call a lawyer. Um, you know, you can go after the better business bureau. But my point still is it's tough in this day and age for me to hear how some people get along because I've contacted a couple of contractors for work that I've needed around my house and they, they do look at me sideways. They, you can tell that there's this look of, of like, who's this guy going to be, you know, am I going to have to, uh, they're feeling uh, you out. They look like they're feeling you out a little bit. Right. They're a lot more, they're, they're a lot weirder looking than I, than I, I guess than I expect. And I wouldn't necessarily say remember, but, You know, and then all of a sudden, when you get to know a couple of them long enough, uh, and I try to break down past some of those barriers, sometimes it works. Uh, and I've got one or two of them to say, hey, man, you don't understand the kind of days I go out and I give a free estimate. And on one of them, I actually had to call the cops. And I went, for an estimate? <laughs> He was like, yeah, man. Hey, he It probably dated the one that got yeah. away. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's uh, that's some crazy stuff there. But Yeah, you know, you're, to me, what you what, what your story uh, invoked uh, for me to go down my rabbit hole is the emotions that people are carrying and uh, the disregard we're doing for each other. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, maybe that's why I'm becoming every 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 day a happier hermit and and wanting to just stay in my little bubble here uh, because it's just easier than than thinking what if I come across somebody who, for whatever reason, I lose my My, my my ability to keep calm and uh, the cops are being called up on me and I'm like, oops, you know, that would be a total shame just to, to lose uh, everything I've tried to work so hard for uh, just because I lost my temper on some of these people who quite honestly, they just, they deserve it. You know, if you're treating somebody like shit, you deserve to get snapped back at. And uh, so those are my thoughts on how we try, you know, how we should treat each other and how we should be trying to be a better society as a whole but 
as uh, as you and I have heard before, people say, well, it's nice to live in La La Land. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's about living in La La Land. So, uh, Phenoms, thanks for your patience. But as you heard us say before, we're we're all about trying to bring a little bit of positivity back. You know, we just talk about stories and, and, and the way we do talk about things. But at the end of it, you know, whether it's this podcast or the next, what we're trying to also do is just remind us how to think and be more positive and, and say, why not? Why can't we just be a little bit more positive? Uh, there's enough there's enough to struggle with that that's not always fun or easy. So let's bring the positive back. So yeah, that's my two cents, sir. That's my two see, cents. See you, bro. Well, you know what? That's a good ending there. I think uh, we'll end this we'll end this episode with that and give you a little uh, preview of what's coming up in the in the weeks uh, in the next several recordings. We're going to talk about uh, the Uvalde reaction of the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas. But more so, we're going to talk about the police response and the, 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 the so-called experts on that response. Uh, also, uh, new pet peeves. See uh, what, what, you know, what has come up in the times that we've been away. There's a new one that drives me crazy. Just pay attention, you know. Uh-oh. I'm telling you, just when we come up to the episode, be be ready. And then the other few are recessions. Are we in a recession? Question mark. You know, that's a question. I, I don't know. I can't say. We we'll have a couple. We'll have a couple segments to work on that one. Family trips. I run across an opportunity um, with fam- family trips that that I find fan. Uh, I find fa- uh, interesting and kind of kind of like a little fantasy world, but. It is. Uh, it, it draws my attention, and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll be bringing on some guests. Uh, we'll we'll announce that in the future. Uh, is the bear market over? Um, some more things about the podcast genre and uh, Trump again. So look out. The next couple weeks is going to be uh, on fire, and of course we'll bring in some segments. I got I got one that's uh, going to be interesting that I think that you guys are going to be talking about. For a long time, I want I want you guys to rank your months from best to worst, and then that has got to be also regional. So rank your months, and, and that's going to be in our in our next coming in this full season that we got going on. And uh, that is PE squared. I'm E Marquez. That's Silvio. Phenomenal epics. See you on the next one.